0: This film is going to be investigative in nature. It's going to be mysterious. And it's not necessarily, you know, um, a story for or a story against wolves. It's It's a story
1: about curiosity.
0: Absolutely. That was a clip from my
1: interview with filmmaker Barb Kensting, director of the new documentary Children of the Wolves. Children of the Wolves is our newest co-production here at the Wildlands Collective. I jumped on board as an executive producer for this film a few months back, and about a month ago we launched a crowdfunding campaign. Now, as I bring you this special bonus episode of Earth to Humans, we are just days away from the end of our campaign, and our funding goal is within sight. If this interview with the film's director gets you excited about this upcoming documentary, be sure to check out our campaign where you can watch our short teaser and check out some of the interesting incentives that we have available for donors. I'm Matt Podolsky, and you're listening to a special bonus episode of Earth to Humans. Human?
0: My name is Barb Kensting and I am a feature-length documentary film director. Uh, first and foremost, but uh, on the side I'm also I work for a production company, I'm a freelance video editor, and generally love making films.
1: To start off, um, I'm wondering if you can introduce us to this feature-length documentary, Children of the Wolves, that you're directing.
0: Absolutely. I would love to. So, Children of the Wolves, it's going to be focused on... The wolf controversy here in idaho and we're actually going to be seeing this controversy through the lens of a group of local high schoolers so these high schoolers are particularly interested in wolf conservation and advocating for the protection of wolves in idaho and um we're kind of just going to see the issue through their eyes what happens that made you think i want to make a documentary about this You know, to be honest, I'm not particularly into wolves as much as I am any other creature on earth, Um, but I am into youth activism. So when I was in college, I was a big activist uh, environmentally, you know, for climate change advocacy, things like that. And so I came to Idaho for a conference for um, a group called the Society of Environmental Journalists. And that is where I heard about the wolf issue. And as an environmentalist, I knew little to nothing about about it because I'm from Missouri. So, um, you know, we don't have wolves in Missouri. We should, but we don't. And um, so that's where I learned about it. And then I heard this group of kids speak. And they, you know, I really saw myself in them as they were talking about the issue here, what was happening to Wolves specifically, and what they were trying to do about it. And at the end of their speech, they had this little plea to this group of journalists saying, you know, the story has been covered before, but it hasn't really been covered right. We, we just, we need your help. Um, we need people to step up and, and help get this message out there. And I was at a place in my life where I, You know, I really took that to heart and I had just graduated college myself and um, I was in a position to start the next chapter of my life and this, this story, you know, really fit perfectly. There's lots of
1: great ideas for documentaries out there, but you didn't just stop at the idea, right? You took that next step and reached out to some potential characters and like walked away from those conversations thinking like, Oh my gosh, I have an like this there's amazing potential for this story, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, what what were those interactions like and and you know, what as you got to know these students a little bit through those first interactions, what made you think yes, this is a, an important story to tell?
0: There was one student that spoke to us at this conference and I after the after his speech and after I had kind of pondered the idea of you know could there be a documentary about this I did a little bit of pre- preliminary research myself you know in my hotel room <laughs> and um, and literally the next day I hopped on a call with Michelle is the name of um, the now freshman at Princeton and uh, I hopped on a call with him and I said look you know I heard your story I heard what you had to say and I'm, I'm curious if you know a documentary would fit the kind of outreach that you're looking for and we talked about it he said yes absolutely but you got to talk to some of the other the other students because I'm graduating right I'm about to graduate and again this was in April and he was a senior so um I talked to him about it and then I I I visited the school actually in May, so I took a couple trips the next month to Boise to film the graduation, you know, film a couple things that were happening then and now that I couldn't miss, even though I didn't know if there was going to be a documentary made. So um, when I came back the next month, I, I did sit down with more of the students and introduced myself and really got to know them a little bit more and gauged their interest in this story as rising junior or I'm sorry rising seniors um, who would you know presumably be the more of a main character in the film and they seemed really into the idea um, and not in a in a way that they were like oh I want to be in a film it was more so you know oh this, this could be it this could help us tell our story in a way that has never been told before Right. there was like an
1: inciting incident that inspired a lot of these students to become more actively engaged in the wolf issue. Um, and, and I wonder if you can talk
0: about that incident and the role it plays in the story. Sure. So in order to tell about that incident, I need to talk about the wolf um, story here, history in general. So basically, wolves were eradicated in the 1920s or 30s, they were listed as in da- federally endangered in the 80s and then they were actually brought back by the Nez Perce tribe in the in 1995 and so they were w- gray wolves were released from uh they were taken from Canada and uh, 35 of them were released in central Idaho and then another group was also um released in Yellowstone and so Around five years later, uh, a high school called Timberline High School was born. So it is a fairly new school. Uh, I want to say three years later in 2003, the school actually adopted a wolf pack. Not really symbolically, not financially, but they went to the Nez Perce tribe and, and asked to adopt the nearest wolf pack, which happened to be in Idaho City. Timberline High School, as if you know anything about Idaho, is based in Southeast Boise. So this was the closest pack to them. And uh, they actually made the, the school mascot, the wolf. So it made sense to try to adopt a wolf pack. And so throughout the 2000s and 2010s, uh, this group called Teens Restoring Earth's Environment, or TREE for short, it was um, actually taking wolf tracking trips to study this pack specifically and hear their calls look at their footprints analyze the analyze the droppings you know and um tree is actually a an environmental club at timberline so it's just a high school you know environmental club in 2021 and 2022 the pack was systematically eradicated by the state and uh there was an advisor that got wind of this um, and actually came into the classroom during a meeting and, and told the, the students what had happened. And this, this really angered the students. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, um, a pack that was adopted by their club was just taken out. Since then, these kids have been going to D.C., they've been talking, they've been testifying in front of the state legislature. They've been really trying to um, understand the controversy here and wrap their heads around the political landscape, especially regarding wolves, and try to advocate for them. So this film is telling that story and letting us into their methods of trying to get this story out there. So we started filming in 2023, and we've been filming ever since. And so this is really an ongoing sort of investigation into how wolves are treated and uh, managed here in Idaho.
1: So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about like what the kids are doing now, right? Their adopted wolf pack has already been killed. What are they advocating for? Do they hope that their pack's gonna gonna come back? Is, is there any hope for that? You know, like what are the, what are their goals?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, their goal originally um, was to get wolves federally re-enlisted as endangered because they were delisted in two thousand eight, but the federal government just came out with a statement saying that gray wolves will not be under consideration for relisting anytime soon. So now their goal is to target Idaho and really garner public
1: support. Let's talk a little bit about our approach towards producing this film. You know, Barb, you and I, uh, along with um, our other executive producer, Seth Randall, who wasn't able to join us for this conversation, um, you know, we made this decision uh, a number of months back that we were gonna launch a crowdfunding campaign to raise the seed funding to get started uh, on production on this project. I I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that decision-making process and, you know, why we kind of landed on this particular approach uh, towards pulling together those initial resources that we need to produce this film.
0: So the reason why we chose to crowdfund in the first place is because not only do we need some starting funds, right, some seed money, um, to get this film going, to get it in front of bigger audiences and bigger eyes. Not only that, but we also want to create a community around this film. We want to garner support and get people really invested in this story as individuals, because this is an issue that everyone feels something about. And we want to give people the opportunity to get involved themselves totally right i think
1: you explain that really well and obviously you know this is an approach that myself and our sort of leadership team uh at the wild lens collective have been experimenting with for a while i helped run uh my first crowdfunding campaign uh back in 2013 for a short documentary called bluebird man and this current campaign for Children of the Wolves is uh, the sixth crowdfunding campaign that I've been a, a part of personally. Every campaign is a little bit different, right? Um, and, and it's interesting to see how things play out and, and you know, the, the audience that you end up connecting with um, for each different story and for each, you know, unique approach to a campaign but you know there there are some universal goals right and and like you said barb i think you know building community is the most important one like obviously we have a fundraising goal we spent a lot of time as a team coming up with that particular goal based on our ability to to raise funds but also on our needs from a production standpoint Mm -hmm. so we obviously put a lot of thought into that and the money is essential right it's it's sort of like make or break for this project right um when you're at this early stage uh it it would be you know catastrophic to to put in all the effort that we've put in and then not reach the goal right Mm -hmm. um and i guess it's important to to note here that the way that the seed and spark platform works is we need to get to 80 percent of our goal and so that goal we set is twenty thousand dollars we need to get eighty percent of our way to twenty thousand dollars in order to actually receive the money so if you were to go to that campaign right now you would be making a pledge not a donation um and then we're not actually like assured to receive the money until we cross that eighty percent threshold um and so you know it it's 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 make or break for us and you know that provides a really strong incentive for all of us uh, that are a part of the team to do everything we can to make sure that, you know, we raise those necessary funds to, to, to get this project started, to, to uh, generate that seed money. But like by going through that process, by forcing ourselves to go through that process, we're also building an early audience for this story. And so really, you know, we're inviting people to come in and, and to, and to, you know, be a part of the story, right? Because jumping on board with a crowd with a crowdfunding campaign at an early stage like this is, you know, you're kind of like joining our team. You know, it's like you're providing, even if it's just five or ten dollars, it's like you're handing us the money that's going to allow this project to come to fruition.
0: For me personally, it's not about making a film. It's it's about honoring this this journey that these kids are on because they really do deserve to have this story told.
1: That was our conversation with filmmaker and Wildlands Collective member Barb Kensting. If you'd like to learn more about Children of the Wolves you can go to childrenofthewolves.com Or you can check out the show notes page for this episode at earthtohumanspod.com. We're still on our show break, but we'll be back with new episodes of Earth to Humans in April. Our new season will launch on Earth Week. Earth to Humans is a production of the Wild Lens Collective. The show is hosted and produced by Serena Simons, Hannah Mulvaney, and me, Matt Podolsky. Music for this episode comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Check out our website for a full list of credits, earthtohumanspod.com.